Praise the Lord, everybody. I just wanted to make sure you can hear me. Can you all hear me? Amen. I'm assuming that you can. To God be all the glory, giving honor to God, who is the head of life. He is life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we give God glory and honor tonight for Before the Throne Room Ministries. And we thank God for Apostle Joanne Hall. Thank you so much for this invitation and this blessed uh, um invitation to share the word of God on tonight. Uh, what God has given me is not for the faint at heart. Uh, this is a word that's going to really make you understand how much the Lord God Almighty loves us. Um, I was tremendously blessed as I heard from the Holy Spirit to share this with you on tonight. Uh, we give God glory and honor. I want to honor my um, Overseers that I believe that are on the line tonight, uh, Apostle Mikkel Snooks and uh, his wife, Prophetess Marilyn Snooks, my overseers out of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, Everlasting Gospel Kingdom Ministries is the ministry that God has commissioned to their hands, and we're not going to prolong the time. We're going to move forward with this powerful um awesome we are you guys have this beautiful room this room filled with and i know i heard my sister uh prophetess francois i heard her praying and there was just such a calm and then the woman of god that prayed after her just took us to another dimension and so i thank god for those who have prayed and saturated the room with worship and love and and now the room is 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 warm and and ready and so I thank God for that in the name of Jesus. So we're not going to prolong the time. What God has given me, uh, the, 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 the title of this message is entitled, Scars Sanctioned for the Sole Purpose of Salvation. We want to encourage you tonight. Scars Sanctioned for the Sole, S-O-U-L, purpose of salvation. The reason Jesus came was to save our souls. One of the things that I thank God for all the time is that he said, I did not come for those who are well. I came for those who are sick. So I thank God every day that I was sick enough, uh, help me Jesus, uh, for him to come and rescue me out of my own mess. Uh, sometimes we have to be rescued from ourselves, amen? And I thank God I've been walking this journey for about 40 years now, and so I'm not a novice in this thing, but I do not know everything because God is just way too big. He is so multidimensional that no matter how long we lived, we'll never, ever, ever get it all. Hallelujah. So we bless God for who he is. I'm going to... Um, I greet you all in the mighty matchless name of Jesus to all of the um, throne room beloved team members and servants of the Lord God. We bless God for you. We bless God for your ninth anniversary. Congratulations. That is uh, nothing to sneeze at, that you have been faithful for, the, for nine years doing the work of the Lord as, as this particular ministry. Um, and the biblical meaning of nine is 
completeness and finality. It is also associated with the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died at the ninth hour of the day to take away the sins of the world, which is very significant when you're dealing with the scars sanctioned for the sole purpose of salvation. And so we bless God. There's a little melody in my spirit I just want to give you guys, and then we're going to get into the word. Holy One of Israel, we come tonight to honor your holy and righteous name and to acknowledge your power, your authority, and above all, your deity. Your word states that when there are two or three gathered in your name, you will be in the midst. But by way of the Holy Spirit, you told me, Lord, that when two or three are gathered in your name and are filled with your Holy Spirit, there must be a manifestation of your glory. So Holy Spirit, Teach the lesson and preach the message. Give us an Abrahamic ear to hear what the Spirit of the living God is saying unto the church today. And let them receive this word with joy. Those that may not know you in the pardon of their sins, we declare and decree their salvation, God. Once they hear all that you've been through and all the scars, oh, help me, Jesus, that you took on our behalf so that we could be free, we thank you now that they will come to know you, that they will love you, that they will worship you, that they will adore you, and that they would come to understand the sacrifice that God made on behalf of his people through his son, Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Do you know where your soul is going? Do you know where your eternal life lies? Do you know where your soul is going? When it's over, no more as lies. Do you know where your soul is going? Do you know where your eternal life Lies. Do you know where your soul? Do you know where your soul? Do you know where your soul is going when it's over? No more lies. Do you know where your soul is going? Do you know where your eternal life lies? Do you know where your soul is going? Because when it's over, there are no more alibis. We thank God for the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice that was made for us. So we're going to go to uh, some of the scriptures um, again the title of this this message of encouragement is scars sanctioned for the sole purpose of salvation. We're going to be dealing with Isaiah 52:14, Isaiah 53:5 through 8. Um, let us start with the meaning of the word scars. A scar is a mark remaining after injured tissue has healed. I want y'all to be encouraged by this. A mark a scar is a mark remaining after injured tissue has healed. <laughs> Sanctioned means 
official permission or approval for an action. Something that makes something binding. Something that is a solemn agreement. Help me, Jesus. The Lord God Almighty loved us so much that he made an agreement with himself. Oh, help me, Jesus. To separate himself from himself, overshadow a virgin, and come to us in the flesh so we would never have a reason to say, Lord, you don't know how I feel. So he came as a servant when he could have come as a king. So God himself sanctioned, he gave official permission by way of the Holy Spirit to approve the action of his son being crucified, dead and buried for the salvation of the lost. Mm. Help me, Jesus. Salvation means deliverance, Redemption. Salvation is the saving of human beings from sin and its consequences. Oh, help me, Jesus. Which include death and separation from God. One of the things that I've always believed, that hell within itself is simply separation from God. And so no, no one wants to deal with being separated from God for all eternity. Oh, help me, Jesus. So scars sanctioned for the soul, S-O-U-L, purpose of salvation. Mm. Before I begin with the word, I'd like to, to, to suggest to everyone in this room to watch The Passion of the Christ. I did that before I called in, and I was so shaken. All I could do was cry when I saw what they did to our Savior. They beat him so badly that his skin was falling off his bones. Mm. He was so badly beaten that the word of the Lord says that his visage was marred. Mm. Isaiah 52 and 14 says, just as many were appalled at him, his appearance was disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form was marred beyond human likeness. I want you all to hear what he did for us. Just as many were appalled at him, his appearance was disfigured. They beat him so badly that his, fig, his appearance was disfigured beyond that of recognition. His form was marred beyond human likeness. So they beat him and they beat him and they beat him and they beat him until he was unrecognizable. And then Isaiah 53, 5 and 8 says, but he was wounded. Oh, help me, Jesus, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, for the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were and are healed. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. 
and the chastisement of our peace, everything that we were supposed to suffer, he suffered for us. He went into the pit of hell. Most people don't even understand that when Jesus went into, whenever we go into a, our hellish, hellish situations, Jesus never picked up his keys from heaven. He picked up his keys from hell. And so every time we go through a hellish situation, it gives us more wisdom, more knowledge, and more understanding. So do not despise your scars. I want you to understand that every scar that you have, whether it was, we all have scars. Your scars are to remind you as to where God bought you from. Uh, I know when we were little kids, we might have bumped our, ourselves and we fell and we scraped our knees and our elbows. And I mean, I've had, I, I, I know my brother had a broken arm at one time. And so all of those things, when they heal, when that tissue heals, it leaves a scar. And so I want to remind you, your scars are to remind you that the battle was never yours, but the Lord's. And the people that try to do things to you, I meet Jesus. Don't worry about getting in revenge. You let God take care of that because the battle is not ours. So we all have scars, and your scars are to remind you as to where God brought you from. Your scars are to allow you to remember that the battle was never yours, but the Lord's, and he was the one who was bruised, battered, beaten because of God's love for his people. When people say, you don't know, oh, help me, Jesus. When people say, you don't look like what you've been through, I don't believe that we, the body of Christ, understand how profoundly prophetic that phrase, that phrase truly is. You don't look like what you've been through, Victoria. You've been through this. You've been through that. Some of us have had um, uh, cancer and, and all kinds of diseases and all kinds of attacks. We've, we've dealt with failed marriages, failed relationships, tragic events, children um, that may have uh, expired before their time. We've dealt with, with financial issues. We've dealt with all kinds of things. But God says, don't worry about it. I got you. I took everything for you. I was beaten. I was bruised. Mm, and I was battered for your sake. If we looked at every tragic event, every failed relationship that left us broken, mm, brokenhearted, oh, God, everything that left, uh, there were unfavorable diagnoses. But yet, we're still standing. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Don't concern yourself with those who have scarred you. Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Have you ever been betrayed by a kiss? <laughs> Listen, the people that hurt us have to be close to us in order us to feel in order for us to feel pain. People that you don't know and don't care about cannot hurt you. Understand, Jesus Judas got close to Jesus, so close that when he said, "I'm going to I'm going to show you the one that you need to get. I'm going to kiss him." He was so close to the Lord that he was able to kiss him to betray him. Oh, help me, Jesus. How many people have you kissed that have betrayed you? Oh, 
Lord, help me, God. Every Judas will hang himself, and every Haman has some gallows awaiting for him and his entire family. So don't worry about what people do. You just keep living for God. You just keep doing ministry. You just keep giving God glory. You just keep living holy. Oh, help me, Jesus. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, in the most excruciating pain imaginable. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Especially in your season of pain, the enemy will show up as when Jesus was on the cross. And one thief said in Luke 23 39, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. How many people have hurled insults at you? He said, are you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. How many people are say, oh, you think you're a woman of God? You think you're a man of God? You're not, you're not all that. And talking behind our backs and, and stabbing us. <laughs> the song said, they smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place. Backstabbers. We got those. We've been through that. But we can't come down from our Nehemiah wall to deal with folk that are not on the dimension that we're on. It is time for people to get saved, set free, and delivered. And we don't have time to play with folk that are not doing the will and the work of the Lord. We have to move forward. We have to do what we have to do. We have to pray. We have to fast. We have to give God glory. We have to do everything that the Lord has told us to do because scars our scars have been sanctioned by the Lord. Our scars sanctioned by the Lord for the sole purpose of salvation. So everything that we ever been through was sanctioned by God. Know that every trial, every tribulation, everything that you have gone through, every situation, every circumstance, every heartbreak, every failed relationship, every uh, woe that we have gone through was sanctioned by God so that we could grow, develop, expand, and increase. Uh, nothing that you've gone through was without purpose. Mm. Help me, Jesus. Everything that the Lord allowed us to deal with in our lives, past, present, and future, Father God, in the name of Jesus, was to give him glory, was to teach us how to love, teach us how to be better. There are eight elements and factors of a believer in Christ Jesus that the enemy seeks to attack. I want to share these eight factors with you. I call them the eight factors for fruitful living. The enemy attempts to work through these elements to scar you. He's, he wants to deal with your faith. He's either coming after your faith. I want you all to hear this. He's either coming after your faith, your fitness, your family, your finance, your friendships, your fellowships, your focus, and or your future, or all eight. There are times when he come in after all eight of those things all at one time because if he messes with, if your, if your fitness is messed with, then your faith might be challenged. If your family is messed with, he can, he can challenge your faith. He can challenge your faith if he messes with your fitness, your family, your finance, your friendships, your fellowships, your focus, or your future. And there are times when people who you know or thought loved you, all of a sudden they get up and walk away. I thought you loved me. I thought you were my friend. Next thing you know, you, they're, they're on the other side of the fence looking at you, laughing at you, mocking you. But don't worry about it. Because God will raise up others to be there for you. So we bless God on tonight that we know there's one man I can clearly state that the enemy dealt with all eight of these elements at one time. 
But when it was all over, someone most, someone most likely said to Job, you don't look like what you've been through. Now, we know Job lost, he, he, he dealt with the loss of health. He lost his family. All of his children were killed. Oh, help me, Jesus. His friends turned on him. The fellowship got funky <laughs> because they were talking stuff. And God said, if you don't pray for them, Job, mm, help me, Jesus. If you don't pray for them, Job, they're going to be in some serious trouble. So we bless God on tonight that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, dead, and buried, resurrected on the third day, ascended up to heaven, and now sits on the right hand of God, interceding for us. There is nothing greater than that. I want you to pay attention to your scars because they're the reminder that God has healed you. If, it's, if, if, if you were wounded, if you were hurt in any way, shape, or form, that scar has healed. And sometimes it takes time. There are things that take some time. I have dealt with some issues regarding 9-11. That thing took place 2.2 decades ago, and I'm still dealing with some of the physical issues. Oh, help me, God. I'm still dealing with some of the things that took place 2.2 decades ago. I have a scar because in 2013, they, they had to take my thyroid from me. My thyroid had developed nodules so big on each side that I had to sit up to sleep. And I remember when the surgery took place and I saw this huge scar on my throat and around my neck. And every time I see that scar, I said, God, I thank you that you didn't allow the enemy to take me out. Yes, I'm scarred, but I'm healed. And every time I look at that scar on my neck, because they took my thyroid from me, oh, help me, Jesus. I remember what God brought me through. I remember that he healed me. I remember that he set me free. I remember when I look at the scars on my heart, all the relationships where I thought someone loved me, but they didn't. And it's okay. It's not right, but it's okay. Isn't that what Whitney Houston said? <laughs> we bless God that no matter what it looked like, feel like, tastes like, sound like, that the scars sanctioned for the soul salvation have purpose. Every scar, every situation, every circumstance, every trial, every tribulation, has been sanctioned by God himself to take you from faith to faith, glory to glory, dimension to dimension in your faith walk with God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. One of the things that I love about the word of God is that the word reference, whether, it's, whether the words are past tense, it is always for the future. The word of the Lord is the only word that can be past tense and mean now and mean what it means for this moment. He is the only one who can say he was wounded. That's past tense. 
that means that it was already taken place. He has already done it. When this thing came to Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied the coming of Christ about 800 years before Jesus even got on the scene. And he's telling us he was wounded 800 years before it even happened. Oh, I'm about to get, oh, Jesus. 800 years before it even took place, Isaiah was told by the Holy Ghost he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, we are healed. That's present tense. So he gives us past tense and present tense all in the same verse. I bless God. He says, all we like sheep have gone astray. God is already telling us what's going to happen. We have turned everyone to our own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is what, Jesus, what God is telling us. Eight years, 800 years before this thing took place, all we like sheep have gone astray. He's telling us this is what's going to happen. This is what's already happened. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the Lord was telling us, God was telling us through Isaiah, all of this is taken care of. This was done before the foundation of the earth. I can tell you 800 years before this thing happened what was going to take place. And it says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is bought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is done. So he openeth not his mouth. I want you guys to picture what the Lord Jesus went through. I want you to see those nails. Those nails were seven to nine inches long and wide. And they stuck those nails, they hammered those nails into his hand. They hammered those nails into his feet. And there was something I actually learned in research today and talking to one of the scholars that, that's a dear good friend of mine. I found out today that not only were his hands bound and nailed and his feet, but there was what one of the, the Romans, what they did was they would stick a nail in the back of the cross. So when the the criminal would hit the back of the cross, it would stick in his spine to cause more torture. That's a nail. There are some nails that we can't see. Now, that was a nail that I did not know existed, but they put that nail through the back of the cross so that when someone leaned back, they would not be able to lean back because it would stick them in their spine to cause more torture. I can't even imagine what that was like. But if you go and look at the Passion of the Christ and you see the demonstration via the Holy Ghost through Mel Gibson, how the Lord showed him. And so the whip that they had, not only was this, oh, help me, Jesus, this whip, you guys got to hear this. This thing blessed my life. This whip was, it had balls, metal balls at the end of it. And at the end of it, they put those metal balls as far down as they could. And then at the end of it, what they did have was sharpened 
sheep bones. They would sharpen them to the place where they would be so sharp that when um, the whip was pulled back, it would rip off the skin. Mm. Oh, Jesus. I want y'all to know that you are loved. The Lord loves us so much. God loves us so much that he would sanction such a procedure and methodology of torture. Mm. Help me, God. So when they pulled back this whip, it would rip, literally rip off the skin. And so it wasn't enough for them to put metal balls that had spikes on it, but they also put um, bones, sheep bones, at the end of the tip so that they would cause injury as well. And I know we've got some scars. I know we've been through some stuff. But the things that Jesus went through just for us, no one else would do. No one else would do. Jesus' scars proved that God loved us so much. He was willing to separate himself from himself and give himself the most degrading, devastating, and debilitating way of torture just to prove his love. Isaiah 53 and 5 describes how Jesus was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Romans 5 and 8 declares that God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he allowed Christ to die for us. Matthew 16, 20, 24 uh, records Jesus' call to his disciples to deny themselves and take up their cross so that they could follow him. John 19, 19 reports the inscription that Pilate wrote and put on the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And so we bless God. In Luke 23, 34, 43, John 19, 26, 27, Matthew 27, 46, John 19, 28, 30, Luke 23, 46, where all of the last seven sayings of Jesus on the cross were noted. Jesus did great things for us. He was scarred. He was marred. He was bruised. He was battered just for us. Scars sanctioned for the sole purpose of salvation. Do you know where your soul is going? Do you know where your eternal, eternal life lies? Do you know where your soul is going? When it's over, there are no more alibis. I pray that this word scars sanctioned for the sole purpose of salvation has blessed you and made you reminisce about what God has done for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever shall believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I know that this is, is a hard message when you think about what God has done. But this is what the Lord put on my spirit to share with you all tonight, that we must understand what the Lord Jesus went through he was beaten so badly by the Roman guards that the Bible describes the kind of whip that was used to beat Jesus. The whip was made of leather straps with metal balls close to the end of the cords. 
It was made in this manner to inflict as much pain as possible. And at the ends of the whip, there were sheep bones sharpened to pierce the skin when the whip hit the skin. That's the kind of love God has for us. Whenever you get a chance, Christmas is not about gifts. It's not about all the things the world has made it to be. And again, I suggest to you, sit down with some friends and some family members and watch the Passion of the Christ on Christmas Day because that is really what Christmas is all about, what the Lord Jesus has done for us. We're no longer standing over a manger. Ah, help me, Jesus. We're no longer standing at the foot of the cross. We are looking up to the hills from whence cometh our help. Because all of our help comes from the Lord. He is now sitting on the throne of God, interceding for us. And that is where he is now, watching over us, praying for us, leading us and guiding us via the Holy Spirit of God. And we thank God for who the Lord is. We thank God for Jesus. Anybody grateful for Jesus? <laughs> I know that I am. Scars sanctioned for the sole purpose of salvation. I pray that this message encouraged you, and I bless God for this opportunity. My name is Victoria Regina Lockhart, and I was sanctioned by God to come bring you this good news about our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. I thank God for your ministry. I thank God for the opportunity to come share this word of encouragement with you all on tonight. May the Lord be forever honored and praised and worshipped in our sight. In Jesus' name, I now turn this back over to Apostle Joanne Hall. God bless you.